Thanks so much for staying with us. This is Ultra Life Today. I am Josh Bellew. My dear friend Adam Payne is down at the other end. And Mary Jane Fry, PharmD, our friend from Medic Pharmacy here in Oklahoma City, sees a lot of people in private consultation. She's taken her years of experience and her continuing education to be able to do various types of tests that are not the types of tests that you're often going to find at a conventional MD's office. And these tests, most of them are actually not paid for by insurance as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and talk about the value of that. And I had something, I I hear these words a lot, Mary Jane Fry, maybe it's a buzzword and I know it kind of, it kind of, it rides the crest and then goes back down, but adrenal fatigue. Mm. Can you tell us what adrenal fatigue is, what the symptoms are of adrenal fatigue, and then how you are able to test for that, and then maybe some of the simple practical things that people could do, even if they're not immediately buying up, you know, 10 different supplements and, and all that? So adrenal fatigue is something that um, traditional doctors don't always recognize. You either have... Cushing's or Addison's disease, which are the extremes of your cortisol, your um, adrenal gland is our master gland of energy. And so when somebody's been in chronic stress, um, then the cortisol level kind of flattens off. So when, um, when you're not in a stressor, your cortisol wakes you up in the morning. So you have a good amount of cortisol that wakes you up. And then throughout the day, it goes down. So by the time you're ready to go to bed, your cortisol is at its lowest level so that you can go to sleep. Wow, interesting. So anything that throws that cortisol out of whack, it can be an acute stressor, it can be a chronic stressor, um, mom's taking care of sick kids. If they do that for too long of a time frame, frame, then they just get worn out. Or this whole COVID, you're sick, you're tired, um, your adrenals can play a part into that. Are there are there specific foods or beverages that affect that, that in our body? Absolutely. I mean, carbs are going to, sugars, caffeine, um, they're all going to affect our adrenals and how we respond. And it has to do, the adrenals also interplay with blood sugar, um, if you have a high cortisol level, a high stress level, then your blood sugar goes up. And if you then dysregulate and can't modulate your blood sugar as well, then you crash. And so there's all these different systems that are so interconnected. And so when you mention that, it makes me think also, is there a connection with people as it relates to their metabolism and their weight when it comes to cortisol? When um, women come in and they've had a major stressor and they have weight around the middle, Mm. and sometimes that's menopause, they've stopped sleeping and they get the weight around the middle, then there's typically going to be a um, a cortisol effect. There can be an insulin resistance that develops because of that cortisol effect. So yes. And one thing when it weaving back to the hormones with it all, is that people will come in and they say they have hot flashes or night sweats, specifically night sweats. And I'll say it's not just estrogen being low. 
you have high estrogen, you have low estrogen, you have um, liver issues, you have blood sugar issues, you have dehydration issues, you have adrenal stress issues. All of these things can affect you for hot flashes or night sweats or waking up in the middle of the night. And so that's something that I want to dispel is that it's always going to be an estrogen because the gynecologist will a lot of times throw them on an estrogen or put them on an estrogen. And then they come in and say, I was better for a while and then it got worse again. And they immediately say, well, then let's double it or let's take more. When you have to look at what other symptoms are going on to know whether they've gotten too much or too little or if something else is going on. So That's when, fascinating. Yeah. When you do a test panel for adrenal fatigue, um, what's the cost of that test? And is it just one test or do you need to do multiple tests? And then what are some of the solutions that you offer? So if somebody has adrenal fatigue symptoms... Um, or if they're waking up super early in the morning or they can't go to bed at night, I'll usually do a four-point cortisol test. Um, if they need hormones also, then I will add um, the whole um, hormone profile with okay. it. Okay. So they can be both. And so if they do four cortisols, which would be morning, um, before lunch, before dinner, and before bedtime, and then we add an estrogen, a testosterone, a progesterone, and DHEA, which is another adrenal hormone that goes down over time. If we add all of those together, it's 210. Okay, wow. So, And that's a four-point cortisol saliva test. It could be a life-changing event for someone. It can be life-changing, And and so I'm curious, though, when you find out those things, I know we've talked a little bit about dietary considerations, but... Are there specific supplements that kind of are the flagship supplements that typically you you recommend so, to someone that's got adrenal fatigue? Everybody's doing something different okay. in their bodies. Their reason for their adrenal fatigue, how long it's been, um, if it's a mixed adrenal early or late, if they're flatlining. So there's not a... Everything is one. Okay. Now, one thing that I look at a lot, um, especially if it's severe, is I give them a, um, I one of them, well, the combination, it's magnesium and vitamin C and um, pantothenic acid, which is one of our B complexes. Oh, interesting. And those three do a really good job of helping support the adrenals from the cofactor, so the support staff. Per se, and, and those I, are those are things I've known about since I was like 15 years old, and my dad read Adele Davis books. That's so I'm, I'm curious. Does does Sam E play a role in in this whole adrenal? Uh, Sammy is tricky. Sammy is part of the neurotransmitters. It's part of the methylation processes, but you really need more tools to just then before throw you dial somebody. That yeah, sometimes people throw people on Sammy, and that worries me because they don't know. Everything All the else. And yeah, you yeah. don't put everybody on Sammy. Endolift is our new brain activity support supplement. It was invented by a doctor, PhD, MD, a guy named Charles Gant out of Washington, D.C., who wrote the book Your Godly Brain and How to Endure Addiction Now. He's an amazing scientist and researcher. 
Endolift is a combination of six amino acids. Each one is a building block for our different neurotransmitters that you use in your brain. We used to think that the way that neurotransmitters were built in your brain was dependent upon the speed of the enzymes that were in your brain. We've learned something new recently, and that is your brain will rebuild neurotransmitters as quickly as you provide the building blocks for those neurotransmitters. Endolift is six amino acids that are the precursors for your endorphin system and partially for your dopamine system in your brain. This is especially important for people that are in recovery, people that are dealing with a lot of stress, people in general that want to have a more tranquil and peaceful outlook on life. Do your brain a favor, try Endolift today. It really will have an amazing impact on your outlook in life. Yeah, and I think Mary Jane, you just mentioned something that is so vital. You know, for those of us that are health food store freaks, and there's even a good friend of ours that just walked in the room named Kyle Drew that happens to be one that darkens the door of every health food store in every town. <laughs> but but we we creep up and down the aisles and like we we I think we buy I think Kyle and I kind of buy into the market speak sometimes and it's like oh, I've just got to try this. But you mentioned something really important and it goes back to this process you have of diagnosing because everybody shouldn't just walk around and go, Sammy, I'm not feeling quite right today or 5-HTP, I'm just depressed and I'm just going to boost my serotonin levels. You're doing something that allows people to actually dial in on knowing what exactly it is that they need and then how much to take, right? Well, yeah. right. And I don't want people spending money on things that isn't honed into that specific we spot. We love you. <laughs> so I have this woman right now who, whenever the health food store, the grocery store has a sale, she wants to buy three of something. And I'm like, stop buying three. <laughs> and she's like, but it's on sale. I said, and it's going out of date. Yeah. And it's not the product for you. And you may not need to be on it right. for a lengthy yes. period of time. It actually so, might be detrimental. Right. Yeah, and that's and what so I there's a lot of out. protocols where they're selling three because they want to keep you on something for three months. But it's not always right at the beginning. You're not going to know whether that's the right product for you. So right. We need to do testing. We need to get a good clinical ex uh, vignette or a medical history of what's going on with the patient. And then there needs to, it all needs to come together synergistically into uh, your brain, Mary Jane. Not my brain. <laughs> but, but we need it. It needs to come through somebody's filter to really get a good clinical picture where we synergize the genetic, the metabolic, the medical history, and can uh, start um, figuring out what is the right balance for that particular person. And I want to say one more thing. You said diagnose. As pharmacists, we're you not allowed diagnose. to diagnose. That's correct. So I don't diagnose anybody with anything. I can say... You're having these symptoms. You use diagnostic tests, right? We do do some testing. Okay. okay. Um, there's screening just, just, tests. Just, okay. I screening, wanted to know. I wanted to know the tests. right. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to know the right verbiage. And there. there's yeah. something so called a don't soap across note that, that line you guys anymore. do. Soap notes. Well, the medical profession always started with a soap note: subjective, objective, assessment, and plan. Right. Um, I kind of throw it all in together. Sometimes I'm not. Probably clinically right. I I don't have to chart for insurance, right? And so I'm not as good on the soap note. But I actually remembered what each letter meant, so, <laughs> so I think that's pretty good. There, there will You're be a test at the end of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. and you just passed. I passed. So 
Um, But yes, we have to look at the big picture. And that's, like I said, that's where I like the genetics is we're looking at the the forefront. So I, I want to end to end with one one thought. We we interviewed a gal named Dr. Jay Dunn. Well, that's where I wanted to go. So please right. go yeah. there because she, I have uh, a she developed a, a panel based upon looking at not just the SNPs that were available, but looking at metabolic pathways in the SNPs. And she pulled in six hundred and fifty thousand SNPs, which is a, a good number. It's not the most you can put together. No, and that's, I, and, that's and, not accurate. 650,000 might be how many we have, but the number that are clinically and scientifically And that's um, where I wanted to go. Um, three by four um, talks Darwin. Right. Um, they call their testing the Darwin. It has to pass Darwin. So it has to be um, scientifically sound and clinically significant. Right. So 650,000 is nowhere, nobody's there yet. Right. Um, okay. With the SNPs and the genes and the genome. Well, she she purports to, to have a unique um, overlay that she has researched for each one of these um, SNPs and how they relate together for metabolic pathways. And it was a fascinating discussion with her. Yeah. And she, um, we're actually going to do another interview with her. And she's we've uh, sent in my gene profile, okay. just like we did with you and me in the 3x4. Right. And we're going to see what she comes back with for clinically relevant ideas on on my genome which through the will, metabolic pathways right and and with pathways. her with her uh, with her screening so i'm really and looking forward to that that'll be yeah that'll be interesting yes. and mary jane um, with a couple of minutes left i'm going to put you on the spot a little bit i think because you mentioned something as it related to the three by four and you mentioned the word clinically relevant as it related to that what does that actually mean to people? I know that when you and I began to discuss this the other day, you were like, the reason I like to rely on 3 by 4 is because there's good clinical evidence that what they are doing is... The scientific sound. Is and appropriate. Then the, right. So the example that the head um, woman at 3 by 4 and her name is Yael Jaffe, Y-A-E-L Jaffe, J-O-F-F-E, I think, or okay. Jaffe. Um, and what she says that is the perfect example is that lactose is scientifically sound. If you have a lactose intolerance, the lactose gene, that's scientifically sound. But when they put it to the clinical test, it wasn't clinically relevant. Wow, there were that's people that scientifically they have the lactose gene and they have no problem with their um, taking in lactose and others do. Mm. And so she said, ours does not have that gene. And anybody that has that gene in their profile is not looking at clinical soundness. Okay. And so that's why I trust the tests I'm utilizing because um, there's a lot of people who fall on that. Now, my mother was lactose intolerant her whole life. The entire family ate lactose our entire life until I did a challenge and I found out that I'm really lactose intolerant. (laughs) Um, And so I clinically know that I have lactose issues, but I haven't ever been tested for it. um, And I don't care if they tell me I am or I aren't because I'm... Got you. Am or I aren't because um, I know that that's an issue. And maybe it's the inflammation picture that goes along with it. Oh, Maybe there, it's the histamine. It could also be things. other cofactors that right. have to do with receptors and right. like and, and all that and stuff. And there's not enough together at the same point to have that specific gene in a pathway. Interesting. 
Okay. Well, I mean, Dr. Dunn's done some interesting things, and yeah. I'm, I'm really going to be fascinated. With so I want to hear her talk. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Her All right. Research. You've been yeah. listening to Mary Jane Fry, PharmD, Medic Pharmacy, Oklahoma City. You can reach her by phone at 405-755-3921, 405-755-3921. You can go to their website, medicokc.com, medicokc.com, or if you know how to spell... You can go to Medic Pharmacy at sbcglobal.net. I am Josh Bellew. This is Ultra Life Today. Adam Payne, my dear friend and the CEO of Ultra Botanica, we're saying goodbye for now, but please tell your friends about us. We love the fact that you're sharing and that we're growing. We're now in the Boston market, so welcome, Boston. And uh, we'll see everyone next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Looking for some real answers for your health? Can't sleep. Dragging out of bed? Stiff and in pain. Can't remember your spouse's name? Join Adam and Josh Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. for Ultra Life Today. You'll get a chance to listen to cutting-edge health experts and pick their brains in all kinds of health topics. We'll be taking your calls and giving away life-changing Ultra Botanica products. Join Join us us on on Ultra Ultra Life Today, Today, Saturdays Saturdays at at 9.